Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Basketball Index Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, talking to Krishna today, and we are talking NBA playing games. Krishna, it's been it's been a long time. It's been about a month since we did our last podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, it's been a little while. I think uh, I think we're gonna have a lot of fun pods coming out this week, though. Like we got the playoffs coming up. Uh, we got the we got awards that. You know, we got to go through, we got to give our B-Ball Index ballot, right? Um, we got the play-in today and tomorrow, which uh, we're going to be talking about that today. Um, and, uh, yeah, so a lot to talk about right now. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff. Uh, I was on the shelf. I had back surgery. And then I got COVID two weeks into recovering from back surgery. Pretty oh, uh, pretty not oh, cool one-two punch. But uh, I'm okay now, and I'm ready to talk some basketball. So that, if anyone was wondering, that's why we didn't do a podcast for, like, the last month. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's talk about the playing games, Krishna. Uh, let's talk about the West first. So I don't want to go super in-depth into this game because it's going to happen in, like, four hours. So we don't need to do a big preview for a game that people are going to listen to the podcast after it happened. But we have the Timberwolves playing the Lakers, and then the game tomorrow is the Thunder playing the Pelicans. So... I think it's safe to assume the Lakers are going to beat the Timberwolves. I think even at full strength, they would probably beat them. But the Timberwolves are down to starters. Gobert is out for punching Kyle Anderson. And uh, who else is out for punching the wall who broke his hand? Uh, Jaden McDaniels. Jaden McDaniels. So really the, the lesson of the story, if you're a basketball player, don't throw punches. Yeah, don't punch things. Don't punch your teammates. Don't punch a wall. Why? Why would you punch a wall? <laughs> that sounds like something you're gonna break your hand. Uh, but well, apparently, so with the, a lot of athletes have famously broken their hand punching a wall, punching a locker, things like that. Yeah. So in Jaden McDaniel's defense, he said apparently there was like a plastic covering on the wall. He didn't know there was a cement wall behind what he hit, or he said he wouldn't have hit it. And I'm like, well, yeah, I've been there. So, okay, yeah, I get uh, that. You ever just, you ever, Christian, in a fit of rage, you ever just throw a, yeah. a right hook into something? Oh, no, I get yeah. it. Like, I, I mean, you get super frustrated. So I think he had picked up his second foul. He's like really frustrated. So I, I totally get it. Um, What's the hardest thing you've ever punched? Uh, that's a good question. Um, 
I mean, off the top of my head, the only thing like I can think of is like so like I took a karate as a kid. So you like, go right through a board. Uh, no, it did concrete, man. What? Yeah. Um. Dang. Like yeah. a concrete block. Yeah, like the like concrete blocks. Like you see that people like in, in karate, like they're breaking concrete blocks and stuff, right? So was it a punch or like a chop? Um, I think I did both, like a chop. Wow. But it's like it's it's like one of the those concrete blocks that's like it's um it's it's not like punching like four like like they're kind of thin slits uh thin <laughs> blocks right like they're not like yeah it's not like I'm going through like punching like a concrete wall or something you know <laughs> There's definitely a few times where after missing a layup and pick up basketball or like a putback or something and I couldn't get the offensive rebound Oh man, there was a couple times where I just squared up with the metal pole that held the basketball hoop up. I am very lucky I didn't break my hand, but there was a couple like just straight up my knuckle into that metal pole, and uh, it did hurt a lot. I've definitely punched a wall before, but I don't think. I, I mean, I, I'm guessing I have, but I'm probably not like super hard. <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> a, a blacked out Krishna has probably punched a wall. Is what that sentence sounded like. Um. Yeah, I'm definitely aware I was punching it, which is why I would punch it hard. <laughs> yeah, I've pretty much gone like full bore into a basketball pole before, and that definitely oh. it had a nice ring to it, but it definitely hurt my hand. Um, have you ever punched a backboard when you're trying to dunk? No, I have touched a backboard twice in my life. I have blocked someone off a backboard, but the ball was kind of going up. Like I didn't pin it. It was like they were shooting a layup, and I blocked the ball up into the backboard, if that makes sense. So I'm actually too short to dunk, so I'm going to admit that. So when I say, have you ever blocked the backboard, I'm talking about, like, as a kid on, like, a seven-and-a-half-foot hoop. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I've done that. I think I've Okay. Done that. Um, anyways, let, let's, let's kind of uh, move. So, but it, when we talk about the Wolves-Lakers, let's uh, kind of – I think um, – there's really only kind of one storyline here to talk about is in terms of like, because I like, I think we both agree the Lakers are going to win. Um, I do think I will disagree with you slightly where I think if the Wolves were full strength, um, I think the Lakers would probably win, but I don't think it would be a guarantee. Like I think the Wolves fully healthy are really good. Although I will say there is something to the fact that like they've had a very bizarre season where it just, doesn't quite seem like everybody there is gelling and <laughs> no it doesn't seem like they're gelling it definitely does not seem like so they're they might be one of those teams right now that's like the sum of the parts looks better than it is right like you had like if you tallied up like their lebron right like you tallied up each individual player's lebron the the overall team lebron would probably look a lot better than their actual level play this year just because like again some of the parts is they've been like less than some of the parts, right? So, um, and and Gobert in general, I think has been pretty disappointing, right? Like where his rim protection numbers are down. Um, I haven't checked where they are uh, recently, but like they're definitely down from last year. Um, and so it's kind of interesting that they made the decision to suspend him because like. In this matchup with Lakers, you would think so. He probably would have been guarding AD, right? <laughs> yeah, he, he would have. And uh, and then of course Jaden would have been on LeBron. So, uh, 
you uh, you just lost your two best defenders against the Lakers, two stars. So that does not sound good. Um, but also, like, if they were fully healthy, those are, like, pretty decent defenders to throw at both AD and LeBron, right? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. The Timberwolves fully healthy are, like, a pretty good team. We didn't really get to see it much because Cat missed so much time this year. But I remember in the preseason when we were talking about, you know, where we thought teams would finish, win predictions, all those things. It was like, well... They have, like, too much talent to be bad. I don't know how this talent's all going to work together. But that being said, like, they just, they have too, like you said, like, too much positive LeBron to be bad. And, you know, it is a weird season. Again, Cat missing time. He missed so much time. And that was, like, the thing that really needed to get figured out. That's difficult on the team. But McDaniels had a really good breakout year. Uh, they traded for Conley, who was, I thought, a good move to you know acquire him as a pick-and-roll player with Gobert, a good three-point shooter. Uh, there was a lot to like there, and you know, had a, had a pretty good year this year. So it was – they did have such a strange year. But, yeah, it was – you have two starters out versus a Lakers team that has played pretty well since the All-Star break. Yeah, fully healthy. You know, they have a shot, but I, I don't think they'd win. And then this situation, it's like – no. Yeah. I, <laughs> Unless Torian Prince drops 40, I don't think this team. Also, Nas yeah. Reed's hurt. Like, it's just, no, it's not going to. Oh, yeah. So, this yeah. is a funny thing I want to talk about with Gobert is, uh, so, Tim, obviously, our boss, is a big, uh, you know, Laker person, talks a lot about the Lakers, and a lot of people were asking questions about this Timberwolves matchup, and a question he was often getting was, are the Timberwolves better without Gobert? Yes. Which is, we're we're in a crazy place. We're in a crazy place where one of the better defenders of the last whatever decade, who again, down this year, but still a positive defensive player is out. People are like, they're getting a real twisted on social media. Yeah, I think, um, so actually, I'm going to add a little context. So Patrick Fenelon, I think I'm saying his name right. He's a, a Wolves guy. He'd actually mentioned that Gobert. So the source of the whole uh punching incident so gobert was apparently playing through a back injury in that um game against the uh pelicans and so that was kind of so he's playing through a back injury and obviously apparently pretty limited in that game like he was uh, i think the in the proceeding like in the possessions that kind of led up to that he like there was some guys who just kind of scored right over him and like you know this guy's like at the rim right and his job is literally to block shots at the rim right so i think that led to like slomo saying why don't you block some shots and uh and you know that led obviously so i mean we don't need to rehash the whole altercation but that that's basically what led to it right so uh it does sound like gobert was playing through a back injury which if he was playing through a back injury and he's not 100 percent, then it's a more interesting question as to whether he's hurting the team or not like depending on how limited he is uh their team did play a lot better when he left the game but like as to your point though like the the wolves have they have no backup center because he's out right he's injured and gobert's like they have so like take i think they have luke garza possibly what did you say i think they have luke garza (laughs) it's <laughs> like one of their big men. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not sure who's like even gonna play. Even if Gobert is hampered significantly, that's still better than whatever they have left. Uh, and and especially Towns, who's gonna be in foul trouble. Um, and also, I, like, is 
is I feel like I've been banging this drum for like over a year now. It's hard to put into words how bad Cat is defensively as a big. Like, yeah, I know he has he gets some block shots because he's whatever, like six eleven. But Cat, in like my opinion, is like the worst defensive big that like plays over thirty minutes a night. Like, I don't even think it's close. Like, I think he is like far and away. He's just Trey Young in a big's body. He is so bad at defense. It's incredible. So. Uh, yeah, I, I I I mean I guess that that is interesting. Where it's like if Gobert's hurt, I guess that that's obviously not good. I didn't know about that, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Having one of your starters is always better than not having one of your starters. Yeah, and I mean I don't know how limited he was. I don't know how long he was hurt for. I I just saw that uh, it was mentioned on Twitter, and, and I saw the reason, like the kind of reading the whole reason behind that altercation, like slow mo essentially getting like. Gobert, so basically Gobert almost felt attacked that, like, he's playing hurt and, you know, his teammates, like, ripping on him for not doing a better job while playing through an injury. So, um, you know, <laughs> I, I, I guess I can understand his point of view. But, uh, but I mean, I have no idea. Like, nobody knows how hurt he was, right? Like, so I, who knows? But just even if, like, even if he's, like, 50%, I'd, <laughs> you'd rather have him than, like, nobody, right? <laughs> Like or or Luke Garza, I guess. Like you just you still rather have him. So I I thought, uh, what's interesting is like they decided to suspend him, right? So this wasn't a situation where, um, it's like oh he's out with an injury. Uh, that's the other thing that would maybe make you wonder if like you're a team, uh, if if you're thinking about it from Minnesota's standpoint, like thinking about it from Minnesota suspending Gobert. They obviously know his, like, how bad his injury is, right? So, like, is it possible that, like, they don't think he'd be very, like, they they think he's, like, 20% effective, and so they don't think even him playing would make a difference. I don't know. I, I'm just kind of throwing that out there. I actually like that he got suspended, and I was like, oh, this is actually, like, a punishment for a player. Because I would imagine if you play the entire season, you would like to play in the play-in or the playoffs because especially when you've been in the NBA this long where it's like that, that's kind of what you're waiting for. And, and no matter what level of injury you're at, if you're Rudy Gobert, you're probably frustrated that you're not playing in the game. So I feel like, cause like all the time, I mean, there's a bit of an issue players having behavioral issues and then they're not really being any consequences. And like, you can make the argument that a lot of like top level athletes their entire lives don't really have any consequences. And uh, there is actually a consequence here. So I like that because if I'm Gobert, I'm like, well, I'm pretty upset about not being able to play in like the most important game of the year. Yeah. Uh, well, for one, when you say there's a lot of players, uh, let, let's just name him. You're talking about Draymond. Uh, two, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I no, I definitely I, I think it was good that he like, yeah, like you you should be suspended if you punch a teammate, right? Shouldn't you probably shouldn't hit your teammates? Yeah, I'm gonna go on yeah, a limb. exactly. But um, but then you know, like I think, I, I guess the thing is like it's for a game that they have to like the doing it for a must win game is wild, right? Like it is wild. This never right? happens. Like this never. Like you don't ever get it. A team doesn't any. A team's never gonna willingly take one of their best players out of a game. So that's just the reason why it got me thinking, like, is the like, is there something else going on with Gobert where Oh, you got your tinfoil hat on. Yeah, it just makes me wonder, like, why, like, 
okay, look, they're doing the right thing by suspending him a game because he punched his teammate. I'm not disputing that. It just makes me wonder, like, you know, okay, is it, like, is he seriously, like, is the injury hampering so much that, like, the Wolves think him playing wouldn't make a difference? Or is it, like, because you just don't ever see teams uh, prioritize, uh, like, Sus- like so basically suspending a player for a must-win game. It's, it's just crazy, right? Like, imagine, like, this is like a game seven, essentially, right? Or maybe a game six, because they have another shot. Maybe a game eight. <laughs> well, no, okay, I, so I compare this to game six, because let's say it's a game six, and um, the series is like 3-2 or something, right? And maybe you're up 3-2, and it's a game six. And essentially, what it, it's that type of situation where, Okay, if you win the game, you're in the playoffs. If you lose the game, you got a game seven at home, right? So this is so the way I look at this game is this is like suspending a player for a game six of a series, just because of the consequences. Like you win this game, you win the series, you're into the playoffs, right? You lose the game, you got a game seven at home, and you you know win that, and you're in the playoffs, or you lose and you're out. So I just I like if. Have you ever recalled any team suspending their player for like a game six? Not that I can think of. Not that I can think of. So it's definitely very interesting, but uh, let's move on. So pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. We're just going to, I'm going to assume the Lakers are going to win this game. Um, And now I want to talk about the Timberwolves are going to play the winner of the Thunder and the Pelicans. So out of those three teams, the Timberwolves, the Thunder, and the Pelicans, who do you think is going to come out of the play-in to take that final spot in the West? Well, I guess we're talking more about the Timberwolves now. Because, like, I come back to the idea that, like, uh, they have two chances. Like, okay, let's say they have, like, a 10% chance of winning this Lakers game. uh, Which, I don't know if that's actually the the number we have on our projection site. But, um, it, you know, it's it's not very high, right? Very low number. Um, And then they play the winner of the Pelicans and Thunder at home. Uh, so to me, if I'm picking out of those three teams, I'm saying, okay, well, they got a 10% chance of winning this game. And uh, and then what are the odds that they win the other game, right? And, like, if that's 50-50, I would probably pick the Wolves, right? I don't know if that game would be 50-50. It would be at home. 
Um, they did beat the Pelicans a few na- days ago, right? Uh, that was basically a 50-50 game that the Pelicans go to one. Uh, I think if I'm looking at it in between who I would expect to win between the Pelicans and the Thunder, uh, I think I would go with the Pelicans, right? Would, would you go with that? So here's the thing. Brandon Ingram is really playing well right now. And that's big for them because kind of felt like there was like a little bit like he he started off the year really hot and he missed a bunch of time with an injury and he came back and it was just sort of okay. And I think there was a couple of us looking around being like, so what's, is he going to continue to improve, break out what's going on? And then he got really hot here over the last two weeks playing at a super high level. And that's very interesting, but I feel like the thunder as a whole have been playing better bat because basically it's like the Pelicans have been falling basically since they lost Zion and the Thunder have just been kind of like slowly improving and I think this is actually like gonna be a a pretty good game I would probably go with the Thunder here so what I think is gonna happen is I think the Thunder are gonna beat the Pelicans and then I think the Thunder are gonna beat the Timberwolves so I think the Thunder are gonna make it out because they have the best player in SGA And then on top of that, Jalen Williams, I feel like, has just improved so much in his rookie year. Uh, Giddy has taken some steps this year. Like, they're kind of solidifying a core of players that can be somewhat trusted and are, you know, somewhat reliable. Dort is their solid defensive player. And I don't know. I think the Thunder have a good amount of momentum, youth, and then, like, how do I say this? Like, They've improved this year, right? Their players have taken, you know, their leaps and bounds forward. And I feel like in even like this short of a time, like they have the volatility to continue to improve, if that makes sense. And I feel like the Pelicans, the volatility on their team to play super high in basketball without Zion just isn't nearly as high. Yeah, uh, man, the Thunder is a bold pick because... Uh, on, uh, the reason is just a because they have more losses than wins. <laughs> no, actually, has nothing to do with that. No, just because they have to win two road games. Uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, you got to look at the caliber of, of teams they're playing. Like the Pelicans are pretty good, and the Timberwolves are pretty good. But the Timberwolves are going to be missing McDaniel's because his hand is broken. And possibly, like Gobert. I guess if if Gobert's back is is bad, I mean that's a big deal for a center. Yeah, I mean, are we talking backs. I, I love that we're talking backs. <laughs> Well, so if he is back, and I mean, I would assume if he's got a back injury, he's going to be limited, so he's not going to be the same Gobert. Um, I think, uh, I mean, my thing is just like, so I, to me, I look at like the Pelicans-Thunder game. I think you're right. Like, SGA is the best player. Um, I honestly, I'm like excited to see that game because I, I don't really know who's going to win. But so I'm just kind of defaulting to the Pelicans are at home. Also, I'm going to disagree slightly with your, like, the Pelicans are playing really poorly. Uh, take their... Well, I just meant they've been, like, they've fallen in the second half of the season. Well, I, oh, yeah. I mean... I mean just, like, generally. They were the three seed at, at like, January. But, like... They were balling. I guess to, yeah, I mean, they, they just really fell. But then I do think they recovered at the end of the season. Like, I think they had dropped to, like, three games under 500. And they had a a stretch in like uh where Brandon Ingram started just racking up triple doubles. <laughs> yeah, they had a stretch two weeks ago where they had the Rockets twice, the Spurs and like the Hornets. That'll help your record. And yeah, so well, you know, they lost the first game to the Rockets. And that's when I was like I, that's when I was like in my head I'm like, yeah, I feel like I can just remove the Pelicans from 
from doing anything in the play. Like I didn't even think they'd make the play. And I was at that point, I'm like, yeah, probably looking at like Dallas getting in instead of them. Right. And they then won the next three games. And like, look, the Rockets, the Spurs and the Hornets are, are none of them are good teams. So like, that's not, that's not saying anything, but then they like, I feel like they took that and gained a little momentum and like they had two wins over the Clippers and um, they've just not been horrible <laughs> the way they were for like, I mean, they had a stretch where I think they were like two and 17 or something like that. So something that's insane. That's really tough. Yeah. So, so they recovered somewhat at the end of the season and I think they played, they played the wolves pretty decently in that game. Right. The- so you think the Pelicans are going to beat the Thunder and then the Pelicans are going to lose to the Timberwolves? Um, I f- yeah, so I don't really feel I, – so I, if I had to guess, I would guess that the Timberwolves get the eighth spot simply because they have two games to win – two chances to win one game. And even if they're like essentially the Lakers game is a guaranteed loss, you still have like, you know – there's still that very tiny chance they somehow win the game, right? Like, uh, yeah, no, I mean they can win the game. It's possible. Like Ant could have a huge game. Yeah, it, like Cat, like, Cat, and Ant like, combined for like eighty points. Yeah, I mean, like, like honestly, like a few days ago, the the Lakers were, and I'm like, I obviously the Lakers are going to be way more motivated than like whatever they were doing against the Jazz or the Suns. The Suns, the Suns had like four starters, right? In that game, like, you know the. Lakers didn't really blow them open until the end of the game, right? So like, yeah, I mean the Suns Suns hung around. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just saying, like, and and the Wolves are better than that. <laughs> like the Wolves. Are so a, a few things on the Lakers, though. So I watch much more Lakers than any other team. LeBron's foot is like may I don't even know if it's at seventy percent. He basically can't go by anyone right now, and he can't isolate at all from the perimeter. Like he just literally doesn't do it anymore. So that's huge. LeBron has to like, he has to score, like he'll do more things in the post. He's taking more mid rangers, which is good because it's the shot he can get off and he's scoring more off ball. So he, he's making it work, but he's not nearly as deadly as he was in previous years. Cause I mean, he's just been slowing down the last like two plus years. And then also that foot, like he's, he's pretty much playing on one leg. However, He's had an extremely poor shooting year from three. I think he's at like 30%, maybe 31% for the year. But over the last two weeks, he's gotten extremely hot. And if he can carry that into the playoffs, I think he can kind of offset some of that inability to move and get past other players, right, because of the foot injury. Um, So that's something to keep an eye on because if he can shoot it well from three, that's really going to help a lot for the team. But LeBron is is nowhere near 100. percent So uh, that's that is a concern for the team. Uh, but let's talk about the let's talk about the East. Well, we'll talk about the West. So I, I'm, I just wanted to finish uh, quickly on the on my point there. So basically, like my whole point about the Lakers Wolves is like, even if you do not think the Wolves have like like say they have like a 10 percent chance, right? And then to me, they play the winner of the Pelicans Thunder, and I I'm going with the Pelicans here just because they're at home, right? Like to me. If you look at the road records in the NBA this year, the if you do not know who's going to win, the best thing you can do is just pick the home team because everybody sucks on the road. So How much is I, Golden State skewing that stat? Uh, if Golden State is skewing that stat, but then look at the West standings, and there's only, I believe, one team in the entire West with a winning record on the road. Mm. 
So like in general, home court is like, and especially in situations like this where like uh, it's a must win game, the value of home court usually goes up. Uh, you see that in the playoffs where the value of home court will go up in like a game seven. Uh, what is it like three points or something? Yeah, it's around like, so I think it's about three points in the playoffs. And then I think for like a game seven, it can go up to like four or four and a half. Mm. So, um, yeah, it can, it can be a big like difference there. So like if you feel like there are two teams that are kind of 50 50, uh, you just kind of go with a home team. And uh, and I guess that's why I kind of picked the Wolves too, just to come out of the plane, just because um, they got like that, what, five, 10 percent chance against the Lakers. And then to me, the. You know, they play the winner of the Pelicans Thunder. And to me, that's like a 50-50 game. I will say, if they play the Thunder, I think you could be right that I might want to pick the Thunder in that game. Uh, Just because, like, I'm, like, having... Well, I guess it depends, as you said, on, like, if Gobert's back. But, like, Towns at center against that Thunder team seems like... Seems like a a good matchup for them, <laughs> right? <laughs> Would you yes, that? Uh, yes, I, I agree with that. Okay, so I have the Lakers and the Thunder coming out of okay. the West. You have it. Sounds like you're switching your pickup. No, I'm still sticking with the Wolves, just because, like, as uh, okay. I do, I, I I just think having two chances to win one game is. Uh, but so, I, so I have the Lakers and the Thunder. You have the Lakers and the Wolves coming out of the West. Have we had the seven eight in both play-ins yet, or no? I have no idea. Last year, it was... Who was in the plane last year in the West? I don't know. Okay, well, whatever. We'll <laughs> um, we'll move on to the East. Yeah. Okay, so we have the Heat and the Hawks, uh, and then we have the Bulls and the Raptors. So I think we most people agree they think the Heat are going to beat the Hawks, but it's not the same thing like in the West. It's not like a... Like they, they have the advantage, but if the Hawks win this game, it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world because the Heat can't score. But the Heat are a really good defensive team, and uh, you know they have Jimmy Butler playing at a really high level. They have Bam, they have Hero, they got they got some guys. The Hawks got Trey Young. They traded for Dejounte Murray. The season hasn't gone as well as they would have hoped. There's trade rumors about Trey Young coming out today. All kinds of crazy stuff. So, in the East, who do you see? Well, let's talk about the, the two matchups first. What are your what's your opinion on the Heat Hawks and then after Bulls Raptors? Um, yeah, so the Heat, I think the Heat should win, but like you mentioned earlier, this isn't as lopsided as the Lakers game, right? So if you look at the Vegas lines, the Lakers are like eight and a half point favorites against the Wolves, and the Heat are five point favorites against the Hawks. So, um, you know, they, it, it's it's definitely not as lopsided. I think, I mean, I, I would yeah just pick the Heat because. Uh, I mean, if you if you kind of take your philosophy from kind of picking the Thunder because they have Shea, right? Uh, I would pick the Heat because they have the best player in this game. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's so. fair. It makes sense. Hey, you're using my philosophy. I agree with you. Well, it's also at home, and uh, I mean, I think their teams just like the Jimmy and Bam is just much better than. Uh, the Hawks, and I mean the rest of the Heat. They don't have a lot <laughs> it's of- just the whole roster. <laughs> Hey, I was actually just digging into it. Sadiq Bay for any uh, LeBron diehards is a plus one and O LeBron, which is pretty good. And since he's uh, moved over to the Hawks, he shot forty percent from three, really good on twos. He's been a pretty good offensive player. Oh, can I? Could Sadiq Bay change the tide of this game? Uh, no, you know the other reason the Hawks aren't going to win. So yeah. 
they've been the definition of average for the entire season. I think they had a streak where for 35 straight games, there were, they were within one game of 500, like either one game under, one game over, exactly 500. I think it was like 30-plus games or something. They finished 41-41. and 41. I think um, I want to say like their offensive rating was like 15th in offense and like 15th in defense. I'll I'll get those exact numbers for you here, but like that's crazy. I did hear about them like kind of flirting around 500 for a really long time, but those numbers are like uh, that's like Twilight Zone stuff, or like you're stuck in like the in between. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so he. Well, I actually, think no. You know, you know what? I was wrong. They were not. They actually finished seventh in offense. And really? Yeah. And they're. Hey, when you got Trey Young running the show, you're gonna get your your offense is gonna be like pretty good. I think since Quinn came. Uh, there they were like much better on offense than defense anyways all I was gonna say is that because the Hawks are like the definition of 500 why are we not expecting them to go one and one that's a good point I like that (laughs) that's good so I guess I'm picking the Heat and the Hawks because I (laughs) because the Hawks have to go 500 I guess I don't actually think I want to pick that but (laughs) Go ahead. I'm kind of interested in the Bulls. So the Bulls are playing the Raptors, and I think the Bulls are going to win. Their defense has been fantastic. I was actually just digging into the individual D LeBrons of their players, and something about like something about having two defensively oriented guards makes this team click. Because when Lonzo was healthy last year, and him and Caruso were playing at a really high level, that's when everything was going their way. And then as soon as they got Pat Bev. Like everything seemed like it, it it clicked a lot better. They've been playing really well down the stretch. Obviously, you know it helps when Zach Levine goes on a tear. DeRozan's been pretty good this year. But something about like adding that that secondary defender guard really has made things go the last two years for this team. And uh, we've seen pretty big samples of them having two defenders at the guard position and not. And I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. So. Um... I'm going bowls and heat out of the uh, out of the plan for the East. Think is it is it a little hot takey here if we say are are the Bulls and the Raptors the two best teams in the, this playing group? The Bulls and the Raptors, the, what? Yeah, like are so like I mean I know it's kind of weird with the way like like the Hawks and the Heat finished seven eight. But I'm saying if you had to rank all four teams, would you? Have- oh, no, the Heat. The Heat are the best out of the four, I think. The Heat are the best. Because um, the problem with the Heat is their record would be better. But at the beginning of the year, they had so many injuries. They played like, I think they might have played, they played at least one game with seven players. Uh, yeah, I. Kyle Lowry had like a 42-minute like triple-double where he had like 11 points, 12 rebounds, and 10 assists. Where it was like, what is going on? I think they might have the uh, the best uh, team, probably. You're right. I, I like, but um, I guess um, I don't know. Are we like so? You're leaning towards the bull. So I'm actually thinking like the Raptors. Um, I think like if you look at, I think they might have the highest like team LeBron if you like sum up all their players and stuff like that. They're actually really good in a lot of like various impact metrics if like you sum up their individual player ratings they're really good in that um and i think before the season like uh i mean obviously the heat have been super disappointing so i I don't know 
you, you could argue which one's more disappointing, but um, I don't know. I think I'm, I would go with the, the, I wanted, I wanted to say I, I would pick the Raptors, but I also don't, now I'm, I'm putting on my hat here and thinking like, I think Nick Nurse is about like about to leave and I don't know if I, I, I'm going to use one of what you say. I'm going to say, do they want it, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, mean, I, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a 50, 50 game. So I guess I, I go with the home team. Who's, who's at home? The Raptors, right? I don't know. Uh, I don't look at that stuff. That's your job. Yeah. I, I'm going to tell you right now. I believe the Raptors are at home. So I'm looking at the the roster here in the leaderboards app, looking at the the O and D LeBrons of all the players. They do have a fantastic defensive roster. They have seven rotation players that are above average in D LeBron, which is the, I'm gonna say that again. They have seven players, and then Gary Trent Jr. just misses it by like a hair. So basically, every single player in their rotation, pretty much like in the playoffs, they're top eight guys are positive on defense, which is crazy. But we talked about this. If you're going to have that much defense, there is going to be trade-offs. And I just don't see Toronto being able to score enough points to beat other teams. Because like you're going to play the Bulls, right? Where it's like the Bulls are also a very good defense, a lot of defensive talent playing at a high level. And those teams, are they're going to grind each other down. But the difference is the Bulls have DeRozan and Levine, and Toronto has Fred and Siakam, where it's like I'm leaning towards the Bulls players. Um, okay, so interesting. So while you were, uh, you know, while I was talking earlier, I was I was trying to run the uh, the numbers on what you know the various team ratings by LeBron, and the Raptors actually come out as the sixth six best team in the league right now. I don't know. That might be something off with our minutes projections, but. I mean, their D LeBron numbers are, are pretty crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, and then, so, and then if you look at the other playing teams, the Heat are 14, the Bulls are 17, and uh, where are the Hawks? Um, the Hawks are 20th. So, there's, the Raptors are like significantly better than like, so the Heat. The Raptors were also really healthy though. Like Fred, Siakam, Scotty Barnes, OG Ananobi all played over like, 2300 minutes so like their their top four guys played at a lot of minutes which can sometimes help with stuff like that yeah so i i think well that um and also like honestly the team's just been less than the sum of their like i i mentioned to you that like the six best and we clearly would agree that they're not right like i've said this before you put Kawhi letter on this team yeah this team's deadly um so so i think they're a little like the, the sum of the parts is a little less um, but also, as you mentioned, the minutes are, are a major issue and, um, they don't have a lot of great shooting. Um, and I think they'd have to win, uh, they'd have to win on the road if they win the nine ten matchup, which is also, uh, very difficult for everybody in the league. That's like not the, the Bucks, Celtics, Sixers and, and Kings. Uh, yes, I think the Kings are like the only team in the West and those other three teams I mentioned that have a winning road record. Actually, no, there's some other East teams that have um, the Knicks and Nets also have winning road records. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the biggest issue, and the Raptors were really bad on the road, 14-27. Uh, um, so asking, even if they win this home game, uh, then they got to go win on the road. Um, 
So I, I, I don't love those chances, but I think um, they're also really good at home. They're 27-14 at home. So I think the Raptors being really good at home, their their team ratings kind of being better um, and being at home, I, I'd probably go with them. But I'm very intrigued by the Bulls, though, because I think after the All-Star break, they've been like one of the best 10 teams in the league, right? They've been they've been playing very very good basketball. Like <laughs> things have been like looking pretty good in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, it's, should we hint at this? Uh, I think my defensive player of the year might be on the Bulls. Oh, whoa! For the award show, we'll get to that. We'll get ah. to that on a later episode. We'll get to that on a later episode. That's that's uh, bring up an interesting debate because I mean I think everybody who's listening knows who you're referring to. <laughs> like, I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't very direct. I was uh, purposely coy. Uh, only- let's wrap this up. Yeah, we'll let's. let's uh, who are your picks coming out of the uh, out of the East? I have the Heat and the Bulls. So I'm gonna go with. So I've picked the Heat, and then I've picked the Raptors to beat the Bulls, and now I'm picking the Hawks and Raptors. Um. I want to pick the home team again, but I think Toronto's just way better than the Heat, the Hawks. So, so you have Toronto and the Heat coming out of the East. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with that. Oh, what a ring endorsement, Krishna. What a ringing endorsement. I want endorsement. to pick the Bulls too, though. Can I? Can you I can't pick, pick three Bulls teams. It's not allowed. And kick out the Heat. <laughs> uh, well, no, they got to play each other. own rules here. No, we can't allow that. We're out of time. We're out of time. There's no time to change the rules. All right, so that's our uh, preview of the NBA play-in. My name's Taylor. That's Krishna, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Basketball Index Podcast.